Uh, hi, everybody. This is Lee Daniel, and uh, my co-host, Allison, is not here today, but this is not legal advice. And we have a lovely guest joining us from Mexico, and her name is Simone. And can you tell everybody how you spell your last name? And is it Simona? Yes, it's Simona. Hi, everybody. Thank and you your last name? My, na my last name is Simona. Well, my name is Simona Xor. See, I've tried to pronounce it a few times, so I decided to let her pronounce it. <laughs> and then I didn't do her last, her first name right. So anyway, it's one of those mornings and um, Simona and I have been talking about how we have a cat, I have a dog. So if you hear any animal noises, it's fine. Um, so today on This Is Not Legal Advice, I wanna talk to Simona about what she does and how she can help people in that process of before, during, and after their divorce. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Yeah, so I'm a mindset mentor and a business strategist, and I help women courageously reinvent themselves in their next chapter. And this all came about when I went through my own divorce years ago, because it was a highly traumatic experience. And I was very grateful I had help uh, of a therapist at the time to get me through that. And then, of course, a great attorney. But it was really a catalyst for me to seriously think about what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And at the time, I had a very prestigious job at a Hollywood movie studio. I was working on big movies and hit television series doing the marketing campaigns. And the divorce was a catalyst to look at other avenues. And so what I found was I wanted to moved to Mexico and I started my own business and now I help women to follow their calling and do the same thing after you know it doesn't necessarily have to be after divorce but after uh, they get to the point where they know that there's something else in life that they want to do and not, not have any regrets about not having uh, and tried to embark on that journey. So that's I love it. I, I love it so much because every day in my practice, I will have a conversation because I meet a lot of people during the course of a day that are just completely stuck when it comes to looking at their future. And, you know, women or men, because they maybe they've been in a long-term marriage and suddenly they don't know who they are anymore. And so yesterday I had a case and the guy, he'd been married 16 years and with his wife for much longer. And he is, and he, that's exactly what he said. I don't know who I am. And that's suddenly, if you've had a partner for a long term, I mean, that's where you are. So where does somebody start? I mean, what well, is, how did they start seeing a different way? Well, that happened for me as well. I was married for 15 years. And like you said, that's the life I knew. I left my home country of Austria to come to Los Angeles and get married. And then it felt like the carpet was ripped out from underneath me. So first of all, I think it's very important for a person to process their emotions and go through the grieving process that inevitably happens. And then start looking at who they really are and slowly, like I did, start putting these pieces back together. And what happened for me was I took a sabbatical from work and I went and did yoga teacher training here on the Mexican Riviera. And there, you know, being completely removed from my busy environment, you know, cause I was, you know, working 60 hours a week. 
I finally could list, I could hear the voice inside. And what happened to me was something really amazing. We were coming out of a meditation in the morning and I heard a voice say, with my eyes open, Simona, you have to move here. And when I heard that voice, I felt a reaction in my body. It felt so aligned. And I remember thinking in my head, yes, I want that. I do. I really, really want that. And then the next thought that popped in was how in the world is this ever going to happen? But this was that little nudge from the universe, right? And in yeah. that group we were five women and one of them was a life coach. And I didn't know at the time what coaches did. I thought they were in sports, right? I mean, that was my understanding of what a coach did. But what I did, I ended up working with her and she showed me a way of how I could make that happen. So I think it's really important that you, after you process your feelings, that you get some quiet space. And I would recommend that a person sit down with pen and paper and ask themselves the question, what do I really want to do now? Not what am I, have I been taught that I can do or what I've been told I should do, but what really excites me? What makes my heart sing? And if I could do anything in the world and not have to worry about a thing, what would that be? And then sit with that and see what comes through. Cause I can guarantee you something will come through. And that is going to be the direction that you're meant to be going that's how you're going to find out what you're really here to do it takes and, time yeah and it's quiet. well worth doing yeah and quiet yeah and so a lot of times people also are afraid and you you touched on that what you should be doing people have got their family maybe their kids um that are saying you know i have sometimes my kids aren't talking to me my kids aren't talking to me now because I've decided to get divorced or, you know, because the kids or the family would align with one side or the other. And what I tell them is that the only person they need to focus on making happy right now is them. They need to just figure out what's going to make them happy instead of trying to please all of these people around them. But what, it, what do you say to somebody who says, my family won't understand or I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's similar to what I say, but I mean, how do you get past that fear that everyone around you will think you're nuts, will think, you know, will disown you or whatever if you decide to, to go on that path? Well, I would say you're not living your life for other people. This is mm. your life. You have one to live. And how good are you really? Or how much of... Um, how can you really help other people in your family if you are unhappy, right? So you have to look at the at being happy on the inside first, then you can give to other people. Because if you sacrifice your entire life because of what other people may say or think about you, then you're in essence not living your life fully. You're living a life unlived. Oh so yeah. So there's nothing wrong with taking care of yourself. I mean, it's not an easy decision to come to to take a step like that. So I, wish I would get a message to move to Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Different things might come up. I know people who have written books as a result, right? And right. documented their journey. And in that sense are inspiring lots of other people. And something else that you mentioned was having someone to help you. And I, 
I try. That's why, and that's exactly why the podcast is called This Is Not Legal Advice. Because I spend a lot of time saying, this is not legal advice. This is not legal advice. Because I'll tell them how I think they should move into different directions. And it's not legal. It's just from a perspective of, you know, a higher consciousness or um, being self-actualized. And I'll try to get them to see I practice law a little differently, um, get them to see that there's a vision on the other side of this and you can get there. So tell us a little bit about what neuroscience is because some people are gonna be like, what is that? So what is neuroscience? It's I know what it is and I was very excited. When I read that, I was like, oh yes, but you tell everybody what that is. So I just, I just wanna say when we are in this situation and when we're processing all these emotions, we can't see the forest for the tree because mm -hmm. everything that we're focused on is just the grief and, and the situation that we're in, right? So that's why it's helpful to have a person that is outside and that's not emotionally attached to help you through that. And in the first instance, because it's highly traumatic, a therapist is probably a good idea to go see and help you with that so you can process your emotions. Once you are done with that and you're looking for direction for what's next, it is a great idea to look for a coach and mentor to explore what is calling your soul. But what I do with neuroscience is I help people take a stand for their possibilities and let go of their limitations because what often happens is we come up with this, oh, this is what I really would like to do. And then there are the yeah buts or all the reasons why I can't, right? Because that's how we have been programmed and conditioned yeah. to uh, think and live. Because from day one, with everything that we've learned, we have been put into this box of how we have to be so that we're liked, appreciated, and valued by the people around us. So that kind of suppresses the individuality of a person, right? Like you said before, like, what am I going to do if my friends and family don't talk to me anymore because I'm taking this step? So what I do with a process that is based in neuroscience is I help people explore what they would need to believe to make their beautiful vision of what's next for them a reality. And often we find that they have a set of beliefs or paradigms that are holding them back because that's what they learned but there's nothing wrong with that because they can be transformed and they can be transformed very efficiently so that you can take the steps that are required to make that new vision that new chapter your reality because it requires that you become a different version of yourself a big a bigger and better version which you already are you just have forgotten about it because of all this programming and of what all the people have said you should be to be liked and accepted in society, right? And this is not a bad thing. You know, this is just allowing yourself to live your life fully expressed as who you are, as you who you've always been without the restrictions. So that's, that's, that's what I help people with when it comes to um, neuroscience. Neuroscience is basically the science of the mind and you can reprogram your mind in a way that is aligned with what you say you want, right? Yeah. So that all the stuff why you can't falls away and you can take that action. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I have personal experience with this situation because I hear my dog because I'm a lawyer and I've started several different businesses that are not law related. 
and my my brother comes to me and says, "Mother thinks you've lost your mind." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, good." And and mother said, "Why is Lee doing the, these events? I do events in Key West, Florida. Why is Lee starting this business and spending this money on this other venture when she's a lawyer?" And Larry said, "Because Lee believes that anything she does, she can do successfully." And this is what she wants to do. And then he, he tried to make the analogy of, you like to plant flowers, right? And she said, yes, yeah, she loves to garden. And he says, and what do you expect is going to happen after you plant your flowers? And she said, well, I'm going to have a pretty yard or whatever. And he said, well, that's what Lee thinks. She's planting these seeds. But sometimes people just don't, people are so afraid of change, you know, and, and that, that those people around you, because you're already, especially if you're going through divorce, already had a tumultuous time and your life is upside down. I mean, to me, what better time to change things up, right? I mean, how going home to the same house that you lived in with that person that you live with the last 15 years and looking at the same walls and just, you know, let's do something different. So how do you convince people to step out of fear? Because you know there's going to be fear. Well, you don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is. I, I just want to say before we go there, that's a beautiful analogy with planting the seeds and expecting the flowers to grow. Yeah, that's really beautiful. And that's how we are meant to be looking at things when we undertake an endeavor. We're meant to be met with success at the end, right? So that's that's the beliefs that we're supposed to be creating. Fear inevitably will come up on this journey because the minute you do this, you're stepping out of your comfort zone. And the mind is programmed to keep us safe. That's the first and foremost program that the mind has to keep us safe in the life. So anytime we move further out of what is comfortable, our safe zone, the alarm bells are starting to go off. But when the fear comes up, because you have to think about, you're doing something entirely new that you have not tried. So it's kind of natural that these feelings come up and it's the mind trying to stop you. So take that as an indication that you're on the right path. And the fear does not go away. People always ask, when is the fear going away? <laughs> the fear goes away when you step into it and you do the very thing that you know you have to do that the mind is suggesting to you, you shouldn't do, that's when it dissipates. And you'll be really surprised because before we take this step, we build up this little monster or this huge monster in our mind of what's gonna happen on the other side. When you walk through, what awaits you on the other side is something entirely different than what your mind made up. And when you can take this as an, ex when you give yourself this experience, you know the next time you get to that point, what you can expect is different than what the fear is suggesting. So the fear is not going away. We have to confront it. We have to face it. We have to look it in the eye. I always say, let's take it by the hand, put it in the back seat of your car because you're in the driver's seat. It can come along, but it can't drive. Right? Oh, I love that. And just walk yourself through and so give yourself that new experience of what you will have on the other side. So I had, um, when I read Marianne Williamson's book about weight loss, I, I can't remember what it's called, but that made me think of that because in this book about weight loss, 
um, Marianne Williamson wrote to write your heavy self, your, you know, your fat, your whatever, a letter. And so I was thinking about, as you were talking, communicating with fear, because really it's just about self-talk, right? Because we have all these, like you said earlier, we have these versions of ourselves. They're there, that strong, independent, go out there and defeat the world is in there, right? And so just accessing that part of ourselves, because fear is, is maybe just another facet, right? And maybe writing a letter or having your diary and acknowledging it, because if you don't acknowledge your feelings, that's even worse. What, what do you, I mean, what have you seen about people who just don't acknowledge their feelings or their fear and how that can impact you? Because I, I know it, it does. Well, it, it won't go away. It's just growing if you don't pay attention to it. We have to process this. One thing that I recommend to my clients is when the fear comes up, investigate what is true about it. Like what evidence do you have right now that what the fear is suggesting is true? And surprisingly, they all say, well, it hasn't happened yet. Well, so how do you know it's going to happen? You don't. Factually, you have no evidence. It's a suggestion of the mind that is trying to get you to stop. So, and, and I, yeah, and I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but people can also have fear even about things that are good for them. When I was talking about losing weight, I had a client who, who's, um, whose husband had an entirely different life in another state totally different life, new, different partner. I mean, just was living another life. And, and she, once she found that out, she had her suspicions, but once she found out that he had this other whole life going on, she finally was willing to make a change. And I was talking to her about her health and again, not legal advice, but she was so afraid she was, had very poor health and, and was very overweight, but she's so afraid to make changes. And so even though things are clearly in your best interest, I find that people are so stuck in who they are at the moment. So how do we get them out of that? Well, you have to, at, at the core of that is always what you believe about yourself. So you have to examine what is that? And what would you need to believe instead? And change for most people is scary because yeah. precisely because they don't know what to expect on the other hand. And then sometimes, you know, like in the case of your client, trauma or shock, you know, when something really shocking happens, that can be the catalyst for change. But it doesn't have to be that harsh, right? We right. can actually look at, okay, so what am I resisting here? And why am I resisting it? What is coming up for me? What kind of fears do I have associated with making this change? Yeah. Investigate that. Yeah. And look and no, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's it's, you know, the comfort zone can be quite miserable, yet we know what it is. You know, we we are very intimately familiar with it. And to step out, we step into no man's land. We step into uncharted territory. And that's that gets scary for the mind. So that's where you really have to take it by the hand and say, you know what, come on, we can do this. There's, there's different things also that can be associated with trauma, you know, like yeah. 
for instance, visibility when you step out and become visible if somewhere in your life it hasn't been safe to be visible. Sure. And sometimes that happens also when people put on a lot of weight. It's a way to protect themselves from yeah. something, but that has to be investigated. So it's different for each individual. And I see but there's a reason why we hold on to it. I see so many people who when they, I mean, I tell people, and, and this has been true in my experience, I've been practicing law 27 years. No one has ever come in and said, I wish I hadn't gotten divorced. Nobody I've ever seen. Now I've asked other divorce lawyers, have you ever had somebody that said, oh, I shouldn't have done that. And one lady, one attorney said one person, and she also had been practicing law forever like me. She said, one person said, I shouldn't have done that. I had it better than I thought. But for me, nobody's ever said that. And I think that move, you know, once you jump off that diving board of, you know, from away from your unhappiness or, or the toxicity or whatever's going on in your life, then you can free yourself to so much possibility and so many amazing things that you haven't been able to acknowledge because of, you know, it, because you don't even know how all that negativity is affecting you. Right. I mean, how does how do you see negativity affecting people that are not willing to change? Well, they're going to be stuck. They're not going to be able to move forward and they're not going to be able to fulfill their purpose in their life. So I, I just want to say when my divorce happened, it was very traumatic. My husband left for another woman and it hadn't been going well. And I was very resentful for years. And then I realized this was the greatest gift that he could have ever given me, that he took the decision to take a stand for his happiness mm -hmm. because we weren't meant to be together forever. And in doing so, he liberated me and I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today had that not happened. So yeah. you can really look at, you can see the gift in it at the end, you know, maybe not immediately because it is a highly traumatic experience, but ultimately everything happens for you it happens so that you can grow on your path and there's always a gift in even the hardest and bitterest most bitter lesson that there is there's always a gift in it and our job is to find the gift yeah i mean i have to say i could talk to you all day you're so fascinating and this is a topic that i absolutely love so if somebody wants to work with you can you tell them how they can find you where can yes. we find you? And, and I know you work with, with people that are going through transition. How, you know, tell us about that. Yeah, you can find me at Simona, at simonaxol.com. Let me spell the last name. It's K-S-O-L-L.com. <laughs> on Facebook, let me spell it again. It's Simona, like Simon with an A at the end, at Simona, K-S is in Sam, O-L-L.com. You can find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. If you have questions, feel free to reach out. Well, I have to say, thank you so much for coming on today. And I can see the value so much in what you do in helping clients move forward with their life, helping people I meet move forward with their lives. So we appreciate you very much for being here today. Allison, we miss you. And um, we will see you soon on This Is Not Legal Advice. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Lee.